This is Graphically Novel, a podcast about three brothers who like each other, but love comic books. I'm Jamie. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And on this episode, we are trucking along, even though Sam is sick, and is valiantly doing his best. So we appreciate you, Sam. You're, uh, you're soldiering on. We appreciate it. I'll hang in there. We, don't, we wouldn't know how to function without the full trio here. Like, it's like Voltron with like missing a leg. I mean, it, wouldn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> All right. Uh, so well, anyway, on this episode, we're reviewing one of Josh's picks. So, Josh, what random bit of weirdness did you choose this week? Well, I was rolling through Comixology, and I happened across Solar, Man of the Atom, Volume 1, Nuclear Family. So... The title's about as long as the book is. It's only four <laughs> issues. So <laughs> yeah. this, uh, this for me was a Daredevil pick. I never read it, had never even heard of it. And then uh, lo and behold, once I put it on the schedule, you gentlemen informed me that this was a, I don't know if it was a favorite, but it was known from the early years. Uh, so this is my first iteration of it. And uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of defense. I, I had not read it before it was on the schedule. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what the thoughts are on it. You hadn't read it an hour till you had to review it. <laughs> Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that um, I, I I don't remember if you read any of the Valiant books from my collection when we were kids, Sam. But um, Valiant was hard to find. Um, yeah. The the spin uh, we were we were in a very small town, and most of the time we didn't have a comic book shop. We had a comic book shop for like six months. I think mostly was it to do trying to sell off his collection. I don't think it was a real comic shop, but. Um, we had spinner racks. And so you didn't get a lot of Valiant on the spinner racks. It was all Marvel and DC. Now, mostly X-Men and Batman and Superman. Um, But so we never had like consecutive issues of anything Valiant, but we had a couple of Dr. Solars. We had a couple of Magnus. I think I, I think I had one Magnus. Um, I had more Archer Armstrong than anything else, but yeah, this is one of those. Correct me if I'm I'm wrong, Jamie, but if you had read solar from back in the day, this is a different, iteration of him 100 percent. yeah this is a this has been a relaunch this is not the the classic complete reboot so so if you've read solar in the past this is something different it's my understanding different yeah yeah well this this is the i think fourth or fifth different publisher to get the rights okay to uh to dr solar i think it's been rebooted every time yeah gotcha yeah i just want to throw that out there if anybody's a fan of solar it's this is probably different yeah I, i think the origin story is See, they don't really give his origin. We need to get into that later. Yeah, <laughs> save it. Um, anyway, so that, good defense anyway. Uh, so it's time for the live-action Batman grades. And this is the part of the show where we give out our eccentric grades based on the men who have thus far played Batman in live-action. And that scale is from best to worst, Bale, Affleck, Keaton, West, Kilmer, and poor George Clooney. Um, so you, have you seen the any of the trailers for the new Batman movie? Where, where do you think Pattinson's going to fit in on the scale based on the trailers? Because trailers never lie. I, I think it's going to be between Affleck and Keaton around that range. Maybe a little uh, better than Affleck. Yeah, my gut feelings above Keaton somewhere. That's nerd heresy, but I think I agree with you. <laughs> I, I know. I, I definitely, from what from the two minutes of footage I've seen, definitely <laughs> top half of the grade scale from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a cool era of Batman too. That kind of getting going. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it does have a little bit of like a year one vibe. I was gonna say year one's what I got from it. Yeah, yeah. So, but maybe like year one smashed into Long Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that all that all screams winter to me. But I- anyway, sorry about the uh, squirrel there. Um, 
I'm first on the on the grades, and um, this one was a tough one to grade for me. Uh, I didn't know quite how to approach it. Um, I had a good time, but it's got flaws. I mean, some 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 story just just basic storytelling flaws. Um, but I still had a really good time, so I'm gonna go Keaton Plus on it. And I agree with everything you just said. I also gave it a Keaton Plus. Okay, well, I'll be negative Nancy. I was dancing between Kilmer and West, and so I don't feel too bad. We'll go West. We'll go down one. We'll, we'll, I'm bottom half of the scale on this one. I did not have as much fun with it as you all did. It was fun. It was an interesting take on stuff. It was. But the more I went back and flipped through it and reread it for doing notes and stuff, the more complaints I had and the more issues I, mean, I came across. Staying spoiler free, the the biggest um, flaw in the book, and this, and if you're a reader, this is a problem for you. This is going to drive you crazy. There's dots they don't bother to connect. Like they don't they don't even care to connect some of the dots for you. And if and if that's going to drive you crazy as a reader, then I I don't recommend this book for you. Yep. All right. So, uh, well, this is the end of the show, the portion of the show. Man, we missed one week, and we, I don't know how to do this anymore. Um, we're done with the non-spoiler stuff. Almost. Don't we normally do creator credits before the spoiler? I blew it. Oh. Blew <laughs> fired. Fired. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't print my notes off, so I don't have them right in front of me. My tablet's, like, over here to my left, and I'm not looking at it a lot. And it's... Oh. My right. crutches are all gone. You can all redeem right. yourself if you'll just give their credits right now. But I, but I can't pronounce most of the names. Will that, <laughs> so will that ruin my get, redemption? You were trying to skip it, weren't you? <laughs> All right. No. Well, it's written and lettered by, which is surprisingly common with indie books, but it's written and lettered by Frank J. Barbier, if he's French. Um, if he moved to Appalachia, we would just call him Frankie Barber. Um, the art is by uh, Joe Bennett, Richard Case, Roger Robinson, Matthew Marks, Sandy Gerald, and Jonathan Lau. And um, Joe Bennett did three out of the four issues. So all those other names were all on issue three. Anyway, uh, colors were about Lauren Offe, Kelly Fitzpatrick, Mauricio Wallace, Luigi Anderson. Covers by Katie Hidalgo. She did the collection cover. And Juan Doe did all the issue covers. And now it's time to move on from the non-spoiler section Venturing off into the spoiler wastelands. Here's your clacks and you're warned. All right, so I am up first on the bite size breakdown. I even butchered that. Anyway, here, here's issue one, and I forgot th- this had this had chapter titles, didn't it? It did, and I even got mine. Oh man. I uh, pretend I said it and I'll look it up for the next one I do. Okay, uh, here we go. Issue one. Dr. Solar stops the robbery with cosmic math until he has a cosmic math, cosmic math breakdown. Then in outer space, aliens in a cool spaceship near Earth. Then back on Earth, there's a power struggle going on between Colin, Solar Son, and Preston, Solar Assistant. Then we shift to Erica, Solar Daughter, doing architect things. Preston convinces her to go back to her dad's lab where he isn't doing well. Erica swears at him until he has another math freakout and blows up all over the place, including her. <laughs> all right, so issue two is mine, and it's called Potential Energy. Do you write mine down? 
It begins with a flashback of Erica back. Oh, oh, Erica beating up her brother. Then she wakes up in the hospital. Dave and a doctor are standing at her bedside. Dave asks, "What is the last thing she remembers?" And she has a flashback of her dad exploding. She asks if they found Phil. Dave says no, but Colin is still looking for him. Back at the office, Colin is at a, in a board meeting and telling them that they lost everything, but he's working on it. At the hospital, Erica is roaming the halls and cussing little girls and has another flashback. <laughs> she gets, uh, uh, so while she's roaming the halls, a robot alien thing busts in and attacks her. She hears a voice telling her <laughs> the math equations. She is running and repeats E equals MC square and melts the robot. Then her dad shows up and says he figured out the math. That all happened. That did. She said truck, by the way. Yeah. There was a there was a car thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Issue three: imaginary numbers. The defeated alien robot returns to its returns to its ship and is finished off by the main bad guy. Erica and Ghost Dad go to Preston's place and reveal to him that Phil is now a ghost. Preston tricks Erica into putting on a containment suit like Phil's. We see some panels revealing that Dave, the boyfriend, is working with Colin, and then Colin meets with a potential buyer of their company. More alien robots show up at Preston's, and Ghost Dad and Erica argue about how to use her new powers. All right, chapter four, reactions. See, I totally knew that. <laughs> Got it. You, you all, I was just testing you all with that first one. Anyway, chapter four, here we go. Erica continues punching aliens, but to avoid hurting any civilians, she hatches a daring plan and surrenders to them. And they put her in a big green cube. Did it remind you of a certain green door Joe Bennett drew recently? Mm-hmm. From Mortal Hulk? Same yeah. artist? Anyway. Um, then Colin's business deals... Business deal to... Anyway. I typed this, guys. It's not even handwritten. <laughs> Colin, Colin tries to do a business deal. It fell apart. Um, out in space, we get a sliver of, ex- ex- of explanation of the alien connection. Erica then unsurrenders and beats up the alien and saves the day. Then, for a cliffhanger, we see that Colin has some kind of powers of his own. Bum, bum, bum. Please read the next trade, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm those, actually those... Down it, so I don't know. What is it? I'm curious. I'll download the next one and see what's going to happen. I've already downloaded the next two. Yeah, um, I'm ready. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, like maybe the maybe the dots didn't. Anyway, we need to do the pyramid. Um, anyway, it's time for the graphic novel pyramid. And this is the portion of the show where we evaluate our book of the week based on the three elements we believe a book needs to be a good book. And the first of these is story. So, Josh, um, lead us off on story. What do you think? This was probably the majority of my complaints was with the story. Uh, the flow of info is not great. Uh, it kind of bounces around and. Well, let me, let, I'm going to start back over. My main complaint is I don't know what this story is. Is this an origin story for Solar? Is this an origin story for Erica? Is this an origin story at all? Did I just jump into the middle of a run? Like, I, I don't know what this story is trying to set me up for. Like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be getting out of this. Uh, here, here, here's, here's my theory. I think they're trying to coast off of the Valiant Love. So, like, Phil is not Valiant Solar. But if they don't, if we don't learn anything about him, we can just import anything we know about Solar from Valiant into this and pretend, pretend he's the same Doctor Solar. And so, the really, this is the story about Eric. That's 
Yeah, it definitely felt like it was about Erica. But the problem with that is if you grab a new reader who's never read a Valiant Solar comic, they're like me. They are 100% lost. I have no idea. We're, we're coming to the very end of Phil's story arc. Kind of his main story arc. He's already developed powers. He's been a superhero for a while. And now he's passing those powers on. You know, he's he's passing the torch to his daughter at this point. Well, we missed that entire first story arc. Uh, and I, I kind of have an issue with that. That that seems pretty important to the solar storyline is what happened with him to, to get that entire run and flashbacks. If they give it to us at all, I, I don't know how crazy I'm about that. It really feels like you're jumping in in the middle of a story. It really does. Like, that's what you said. It, it's like, like Jamie said, I think they're they're hoping people knew something or a little bit or knew who kind of Solar was, but you're jumping in at the very tail end of his. So it's like definitely in the middle of a story, starting afresh with Erica. So they're, they're like Jamie said, I think they're playing on on the old love, trying to jumpstart their own new Solar with the girl, what they're doing. So it's definitely her origin story. And that's in my notes. It's It's her origin story. Well, I think they're trying to do two things. Um, I think they are. I think they're trying to coast off of Valiant a little bit. So, like, so anybody who's bringing some of that with them, like, hey, just you can just feel free to pretend this is Doctor Solar from the nineties. Or also, the second thing they're trying to do is, I think they're trying to do a Star Wars style, like leap into the middle of the action, because all yeah. the Star Wars movies start that way. You're in the middle of stuff, and stuff just happening. You just jump in and you roll with it. I think they're trying to do that kind of Star Wars opening. I don't think it's as effective, you know, as a Star Wars. Well, you know, it, it would have worked if they gave us more information. Like, I, I don't know about the powers with the math thing. They didn't talk about the suit, the containment suit. I mean, what kind of, I mean, what kind of solar powers? I mean, what is his power? Her powers or his powers? Either or. I mean, he he's a force ghost now. So, I mean, I, I really didn't understand all that neither. And they were super consistent about that because, like, yeah. he, he his energy was contained by that suit, but now he he's just energy. But like, remember when she when she gets put in the cube, he says, "Look, now I'm I'm gonna dissipate. You know, I'm gonna not, you know, I'm gonna fall apart." But then he just shows a plate and it's fine. It never explains why it's fine all of a sudden. So like, they they don't even keep that part of it consistent. And then yeah. the alien thing on top of it. So the alien thing just came out of nowhere. And they yeah. and that one that one page were like, or they don't even give any dialogue. They just show Phil going to another planet and having some kind of disagreement with aliens. And now we're getting yeah. invaded. Yeah. Uh, they that 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 for me was like. The biggest thing, set of dots that need to connect, but they didn't even bother. We say all that, but it was still a fun story. I still enjoyed it, the ride and seeing the crazy nonsense she was getting into. Yeah, that. Uh, I just feel like there was no real info in this. I don't know who Solar is. I don't know how his power set works. Not really. Like I don't know anything about Solar. I don't know what's going on with the aliens. I mean, there's there, there's no real info about anything in this. It's four issues of me scratching my head, saying, "Why is any of this happening?" Uh, and that, for me, that was the biggest knock on, on for the grade was I, I just didn't know what was going on at all. And this is the twelve issue maxi series. They they should have given us more upfront. Oh no, yeah, if it's twelve issues, no, they definitely, yeah, yeah. they're. Either they're going to pack a whole lot in the next eight issues, or you're just going to have a lot of questions when you're done. Okay, uh, so here, here, here's my. I'm sorry, Sam. Go ahead. I put a question for say, Josh when you're done. No, yeah, I was going to say because I think it is. They could be a. They could do it like a Star Wars thing. This is like episode four, five, and six, and then the next little thing we get is going to be one, two, three episode, giving us more of the backstory. The next little thing they give out, they could do it that way, make it work. It's hopeful. Right, so here, here's here's the question because I, I think we're. There, there is a show we did in the very recent past where we said many of the same things, 
and we didn't care. We gave it a great grade, and we just kept trekking. Wanted to read every bit of it. So we made almost the exact same comments on our Red Mother episode. Yeah. Why didn't it bother us for Red Mother, and why is it bothering us for Solar? Because Red Mother at least made some sense. Like, 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 like the story was actually good. It like it flowed point to point, and and what we did get from her. Yeah, I think the which we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I think the characters were way more likable. I'm filling in for sound. He started coughing. Uh, I I I think the characters and then just the the concept itself, because it was something different. Red Mother was something different. It was a cool concept. It was a different genre, and it was that's kind of the deal. It's like you don't really know what's going on. That's that genre works for that. But when you're giving me an established superhero that is going through a transition and passing their powers off, but then don't explain that hero to me, that becomes an issue for me anyways. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. But also at the same time, it's like, well, I've read all of Red Mother. I still don't, I'm still not 100% sure who the Red Mother even is. <laughs> and I don't care. I still love it. <laughs> well, I think we had some of the same complaints on the sixth gun as well. We didn't really know a lot what was going on. You kind of dropped in the middle of that story. See, but I treat that differently because that that's a long-term ongoing series. Right. Whereas this is another Max, like Red Mother, this is another Maxi series. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I, so I I expect a more slow sort of unspooling of some of the stuff with a, with a longer right. running. So I, think there, I think there's like 50, 60 issues of Six Gun. There's just 12. This is a very limited, you know, playground to, you know, get you all your toys out and start playing with them. Right. Sorry, Sam, I cut you off. What was you going to say? No, it's fine. I don't say that, and like you said, it's a genre thing, but the way they built the suspense and the, the little information they did give you kept you interested in wanting to go. And this is a, a superhero story. That's not a superhero story. Difference. And we've seen and read so many superhero stories. You probably need to tell us what's distinct. What what makes this one unique? And we just start rolling. Yeah. I, I, as much fun as I had with it, this is almost certainly the weakest point of the pyramid. I agree. I will I, say I, it. Oh, go ahead. No, you, you're fine. No, I was going to say my, my positive is that it was a fast read. It was four issues. I knocked them out real quick, so I didn't have to spend a lot of time <laughs> with it. So that was my that was my biggest positive. Uh, my my biggest positive, as far as the story, was just enjoying following. This might be a little bit in the character section too, but just enjoying like Erica's you know step into this world. Um. And seeing her sort of like getting the powers, sort of fumbling through how to use them. When that that was for me, that was my favorite part of the storyline was watching Erica, you know, you know, stumble through her first encounter with bad guys. And so that that I enjoyed that part of the story. But there were so many dots that just they didn't even care to connect for us. Um, and for me, the the biggest problem was just the aliens. It's like we need okay. It's like the editor told them like, look guys, I you're, it's a cool origin story you're doing. But, like, pull out some of those pages, man. They got something to punch. Got to give people something to punch. And so, like, they're just like, well, we can do some aliens, I guess. We'll explain uh, I, it later. Yeah, it, 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 the aliens were fun, but one of my biggest questions was, why do they got to use math equations to make the power work? I, I never did understand that. And if, and if it required math equations, then why can Erica use architecture to do it? Yeah. Because apparently it doesn't have to be math equations. It can be architectural mm-hmm. knowledge. There you go. Yeah, I took it that, again, they don't explain it, but I took it that he could control the the 
stuff at the atomic level. That's why he's man of the atom. Like he can control protons, neutrons, electrons, so he can, you know, shift energy. He can turn metal into other elements. He can do all that kind of stuff. And he's using math to formulate as a guide on how much when to when and where to apply certain amounts of energy to have a math formula to make it work. Otherwise, he's just out, you know, causing little new actions everywhere. I would like that. But that's better. me guessing. That's me guessing. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't he just know, yells math at people and stuff. Yeah, he's man of the atom. So it makes me think he's doing something that would require lots of math. But then but then she can just like see blueprints in a robot structure and take them apart. And then later mm-hmm. on, she's just firing like energy at people. There's not even she's not even like pretending to like do blueprint stuff anymore. Yeah. We needed more there. We needed more in a lot of different places. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was lots they could have given us. If this was a video podcast, then I think Josh's face would be saying a lot right now. He just looks so bummed out. (laughs) Well, because, I mean, I wanted it to be cool. Like, you know, the first issue was kind of cool. Like, the first encounter with Solar and stuff. Oh, this is kind of cool. This is different. You know, I was like, I I can't wait to find out what's going on. And then four issues later, I'm still waiting to find out what's going on. And, uh, you know, their little cliffhanger and stuff, they didn't didn't leave me wanting more. I, I was just frustrated at the end. You know, I'm not like, oh, let's get, you know, volume two and figure out what's happening. I, I, I was just frustrated with the whole thing and lost interest you, and don't care to read volume two. No, I'm, I'm not downloading volume two. Are you going to hate? You could hate read volume two to see if they explain it. I could. I've done it before. <laughs> yeah. I don't know Suicide Squad one not too long ago. Yeah. Which, which Suicide Squad was it? The one that was terrible. I don't remember. Was it from New 52? I think so. I was the one that was bounced around. It didn't make no sense. And we, we, we I read the next one because I remember I made up. My no, own. no, no. That's Birds of Prey. Yeah, the Birds of Prey. That's one I read. Yeah. I yeah, I, 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 I'm where Josh is on this one with, with that. I, I wanted no more part of it. I was, I was done. Yeah. Anyway, are we done with the the story? All right, let's move on to art. And um, I'm first on this one. And the <laughs> big picture. Uh, three out of the four issues are awesome. Um, I really, I really like Joe Bennett's art. Um, it's, and he's a big step up from what you usually get with indie books. Um, cause with a lot, especially with dynamite, you'll, you'll get great covers. And then like whoever was doing the covers isn't anywhere near what's on the insides. And it's, you know, it's a big step down. You can tell you're reading indie books and I usually give them a pass because they're indie books. They don't have the budgets that Marvel and DC have, but somehow they got Joe Bennett to do this series. And I don't know how that happened. Um, I, I'm, it makes me wonder if he was a, just a big fan of like the the Valiant Solar series from the nineties. It was just it was for him. It was really cool that he got to draw Doctor Solar. Um, yeah. But man, issue three was so bad. Um, it was like, and there was I think there was like four or five pages in a row where each of these artists that I read like tons of names off, they did a single page, and that was it. And so yeah, it was wasn't even like eighty through eighty four. <laughs> I marked it we, down because it goes, it goes weird. Yeah. And it's so wild. Like one, one of the things I like about Joe Bennett is he does it, especially with, with, you know, when people are, are sort of normal humans, he just draws them like people. Like the dudes aren't, they don't look like they're on steroids. The women don't all look like they've had implants. I mean, er, Erica is a normal looking woman, except for issue three, where there is like one page where she looks like, you know, she's, you know, trying to get on a, a reboot of Baywatch. And then there's like the next page where like he's drawn her torso so small. Like she doesn't have room for her kidneys. Um, and it's just all over the place. And I, I, I hated that she got, you know, the, the 
the bad version of the superhero treatment for for one issue because she was drawn with such normal proportions and I thought that was really cool and and that's the thing that Joe Bennett does that I like. Issue three just bummed me out. I hated looking at it. Yep, I don't think it was all issue three. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. And it was towards the end. The well, I think half. I think Joe Bennett. I think I think he does like the first five or six pages. Yeah. I wonder if he got the flu or something. I don't know what happened, but he doesn't do the rest of the issue, and it was just handed off to random people, and it and it shows. And and and, may, and maybe they were given like here 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 please do a page we need it in three hours, and if that's the case then they should then they, I, I, everybody gets a pass that's cool thanks for helping out but it doesn't look great and it doesn't look you know like it's in 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 in, in symmetry with what Joe Bennett's been doing. No, definitely not. I think page eighty is probably the worst. Yeah, because that's to change her face. I mean, it, it's a completely different style. She looks like a. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's really and then bad. The solar looks like he's on fire. He's not the Human Torch. And then on the next page, um, eighty-one. I think that's a different artist again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it looks okay, except for the way Erica looks on the bottom of that page. That girl, she ain't got no organs in that torso. Mm-mm. Not a one. And then if but, you go to the next page and look at Doctor Solar's face and Erica's face, they look completely different again. Yeah, uh, that's something new again. Yeah, and then the next page, the art style almost changes with the line work and stuff, and and the color palette and the the shading. It is it's like a completely different style in the next page. Looks like markers. Yeah, it's, page eighty three. Yeah, it looks like those yeah. cheap skinny markers you get as a kid. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, if if it was a if it's just a, a thing where like they were pinch hitting like in a dramatic hurry, like maybe they're at like a convention on the weekend. It's like guys. <laughs> Joe's in the hospital. We need you. Here's here's a, here's a couple of script pages. Do something for us. Then, if that's the case, hats off to you. You're a hero for helping out. But it doesn't work for the book. It makes this a real bummer of an issue uh, of an issue for the series. Yeah. Um, I'm good with the. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut in on you. No, oh, so you're good. The alien robot and the spaceship stuff. I thought they done really good with that. And I like Solar suit. Both their suits. I just like the design of it. And the way that the powers work. Yeah. It's not explained very well. But man, Joe Bennett makes it look cool. It does look cool, yeah. Yeah, and the first issue when uh, Phil, Solar Senior, makes the lady's head uh, <laughs> like invisible or whatever, or uh, loses all its mass, and the guy shoots the bullet through where her head was. You know, that, that, that looked really cool. Like, I got what was happening. Like, I, I understood from the art what happened there. You know, I don't, I don't know how it happened, but I knew what was going on. So, yeah, they did good with the powers when stuff, because they, they do some weird stuff. You know, he's got a weird power yeah. set. Uh, but, yeah, you he, he masked really, her head into water. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, you usually understand what's going on uh, physically with the art. I mean, so that that was pretty good. Yeah, I dug that. And I was also going to say, he's like, the uh, some of the face art in the very beginning, I thought, like you said, they draw, like, regular people. It looks really good, and it was pretty consistent all the way through until the very end. Uh, Joe Bennett people always look a little funny. It's kind of a little bit like Ditko. Like they look, they look like, you know, people and they look, you know, pretty good, but they look like weird looking people. Yeah. And so there was, there was some of that going on here. Like except for Erica, there were some weird looking heads, but yeah. yeah. But, but he's, he's good with expressions. Um, yeah. When I opened this thing up and saw Joe Bennett's name beside artist, I was like, Joe Bennett worked for Dynamite? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I, I, I'm I'm with you. Overall, my main comment. Overall, the art's good. You know, solid color. I like the style. Uh, except for issue three where it got weird. Uh, another another. I don't want to say complaint, but something I was noticing. I don't know if you guys picked up on. I felt like, and I didn't write any pa- uh, page numbers or panels down, but uh, Erica, even outside of issue three, there are times when she looks kind of muscular and broad-shouldered, and you know she's kind of like buff when she's fighting, and then there's times she's real slim and feminine. I felt like they couldn't land when she was in her suit, her super hmm. suit. You know what body type she was? Was she, you know, this real stocky? character or she kind of slim I, I felt like they lost her sometimes issue three was definitely worse on that because i think we've already discussed that but i think Even there the are times when she kind of gets to work. yeah yeah that's probably just issue four with the thing you're talking about yeah yeah i think huh. when she uh surrenders herself to the alien robots and there's like a panel from her behind with the spaceship in front of her she looks like captain america or something like she's really broad and muscular back <laughs> she was flexing real hard yeah but overall it was yeah it was good it was solid i did i i, I thought it was really good I, I loved all the colors and the the, the alien robot thing like I, I i dug it all other than a few pages i really really didn't have no knocks on this one yeah, it, it, it felt like too on the, um, especially the aliens themselves. It felt like kind of a nod to Jack Kirby. Like they yeah. had they had cool hats and they had stuff coming off of them. It just felt like you know, kind of like you know, it's like something Kirby might have created. So it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, and all the space stuff. And uh, I think, with the exception of you know most of issue three, I think the art was probably the strongest corner of the pyramid this week. Really, it was. Yeah. Yeah. All right, unless. You can convince me the characters are the best one, Sam. I can't. I mean, it's, <laughs> this is an era. All it is. I mean, we, we have a little bit with Phil and, as you call him, Dr. Solar and all that stuff. And then the... <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Well, the um, the Dr. Solar thing, that's what they called him in Valiant. Um, I'm, 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 I'm importing that. I'm sorry. I don't, they, they never yeah. call him that here, do they? So, yeah, no, it's just Phil or Solar is all I ever called him. He prefers That's, Man of the Atom. Man of the Atom, yeah. So, uh, but you know, it, it was really her story about her getting her powers and all that stuff and her interactions with her dad when he's the ghost dad, how, how she didn't get put up with anything, whatever. She kind of ignored him, wanted to do her own thing. So, it's her story. It's her origin. It's, are there any other characters really? I mean, they're just bit players that show up. It's, it's her. There's hints. There's hints of yeah. stuff. Like like Dave yeah, being, you know, like 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 Dave being like kind of a turncoat and working with Colin. When clearly her and Eric and Colin don't get along. There's a, there's a little bit of something there that's interesting. Um, yeah. Colin, you know, having you know, clearly being smarmy. Like he, he you know, yeah. he's real nice to everybody. He wants him to call him Colin. Doesn't want to call him, you know, Mister Selesky. But like also, he gets the 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 mask slips occasionally. You can see, he's really a power hungry jerk. Yeah, and then. And then at the end of the whole thing with him having some powers, I mean, there's, there's hints. That's it. Yeah. There's not much. Yeah. Erica is entertaining and she's fun to see on the panel, like the stuff she says. I mean, she's entertaining. Uh, my problem was that they sold me this whole dysfunctional family, right? She hasn't talked to Phil in years. She calls him Phil instead of dad. She changed her last name. Uh, they're supposed to be really dysfunctional. She doesn't like Colin. They don't seem to be a very good family. 
but they don't give me any explanations as to why you get one flashback with Erica as a kid and, you know, uh, Colin won't let her play act superheroes with her or whatever. That doesn't explain to me why as adults, they haven't talked in years like that. They hate each other. They, they leaned in and made that, a, they made that a story point that when Preston showed up and was like, Hey, you know, it's about your dad. And she's like, Oh, Phil, you know, we haven't talked in years. Like they're, they're selling me a whole bag of, there's a lot of dysfunction. Something's going on, but then they don't give me any of that. There, there should have been some interactions uh, with Erica and Colin. I don't think they ever spoke at all. I don't think there was a panel where they talked to each other. They were never in the same place. There should have been a lot more of that family dynamic going on, and I and I would have bought into it more, but I didn't. And so there's real there wasn't really character stuff happening other than Erica being entertaining, which is fun, and I, and I'm okay. I you know, I was I was entertained. She 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 did what she was supposed to, but I'm not buying any of the family stuff, which seems to be a really big part of this story. So I was kind of let down that I didn't get any of that. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you. I think they did a good job introducing the family dynamic, but they didn't explain it. They didn't show us really how it worked. And there were really interesting, like, cryptic comments about mom. Because mom's not in the picture for some reason, but they don't actually say if she's passed away, if she's alive, like, what the whole, like, it's just little cryptic comments. That was interesting. Um, but this is a maxi series, guys. You're already a quarter, you know, like, not a quarter, a third of the way through. We need more. Quite a bit more. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, the, the characters for me was very similar to the story where you're, you're putting me in the middle of stuff. You're, you're showing me this family that's not working. And, and like you said, even with the mom stuff, I didn't bring that up, but there's like a lot of stuff going on, but you're not giving me any info about it. I'm, I'm left trying to piece together, fill in gaps. I'm trying to come up with, you know, you know, family stuff that happened in the past. Like, well, why would she be that way? You know, or why, why is, you know, they kind of show him as cold and calculating and you get why she would be that way. But unless he done something terrible, I mean, she hadn't talked to him in years. It's like, there has to be something going on. And I'm left trying to figure out what it is when they could just show me a couple panels and explain it. And I would have been way happier. You know how I solved it? I just pretended that Phil Selesky was Hank Pym. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. If, and then like, yeah, that would mess you up. You wouldn't want to talk to him later. Yeah. You wouldn't call him dad anymore. Like, yeah. I just right. pretended. I just pretended. You know, Hank Pym had become the Adam, or yeah. Solar. I can't, I can't get Doctor Manhattan feel from him. That's what I was going to say. For a name drop, and I'm going Doctor Manhattan because he he tries to do that aloof. You know, I'm I'm above everything. You know, I'm I'm different now. I've saw stuff you've never seen. You know, that kind of vibe from him. See, I don't know like how that worked as far as influences because if I remember right, and Sam, you may know this better than I do. Solar. There was a publisher called Gold Key. I think back in the fifties. I believe. And that's where they had, they had solar. Um, they had uh, Magnus robot fighter and they had Turok dinosaur hunter were their big three characters. And I don't know how much this solar that feels like Dr. Manhattan. I don't know how much 1950s solar felt like Dr. Manhattan. Like, I don't know if like, you know, maybe, you know, Alan Moore had read some gold key comics when he was a kid and thought that was a cool character. Um, and so I, I don't, I don't know neither. That's... Yeah. I don't know how that works, but there, there is a little bit of that. You're you're not wrong to see that connection. Yep. I don't really. I mean, other than uh, Erica was likable. They, they did a really good job uh, giving her a good characterization. I and mean, we don't really know what she's about, but she was. It was fun to follow her around. Um, I got a kick out of her not knowing Preston's name ever. She called him everything that starts with P except Preston. Um, 
<laughs> I was entertained by that. I, I, I started like keeping track of like what what all she had called him, and how many times you know she called him by the wrong name. Her interact her interaction with the little kid was was entertaining. Um, <clears throat> her swearing at everybody in sight. I mean, she was entertaining. I mean, yeah. yep. that's all I got. That, that's it. Yeah. Still a good time. I still I still I still stand by Keaton Plus. I had a good time still. I, I did Keaton Plus, but we bashed the crap out of it. It's still <laughs> yeah, a good yeah. story. Now I do want to push back on one thing you want both I think both of you all pointed out or you had a problem with. I thought the pacing was really good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 like I said it was a fast read. The the pacing wasn't a problem. I I I said flow of information was a problem. Oh, okay. The pacing okay. itself was okay. I mean, the the action, the robots coming in, there was fights, there was stuff going on. So yeah, the the pacing was good, but just the the amount and flow of information I got was next to I nothing, know. and that was a problem. I'm, I misunderstood where, where you're going with it. Yeah, right. yeah, gotcha. All right, let's we'll see if we can give some awards to this thing we just kicked around for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> All right, Josh, what was your base cover? Well, I know we said we were going to give it some awards, but I didn't really care for any of the main covers. How dare you? I, you none of them. Nothing really got. So, no, I got uh, issue one cover on page four. That's I right. love the main covers. They look like something straight out, like straight out of the Incredibles. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, issue two was pretty good, too, but yeah. I don't. I don't understand you sometimes. Yeah, I know. I went with issue three, and that really does look like something out of the opening credits of The Incredibles. What page was it? Uh, it's. I just said the issue number. I'm sorry. It's uh, 65. It's cover three. Yeah, that is like The Incredibles. Yeah, it looks great. I love that. You're wrong, Josh. Yeah, I guess that's fine. That's why there's different art styles and different artists. Jim Lee can't draw everything, guys. Which one did you have, Sam? Did I miss <laughs> it? Was you. You, you won. Oh, one? Said, okay. So, you oh, okay. I didn't hear you agree with him. Okay, got you. That's what I said. You had the right one. Issue one. I've got two alternate trope down because there's a there's a pretty good backlog of alternates. Yes, they are. And I've got two, and I can't remember which ones are which. I can't remember what they are, so I'm looking real <laughs> quick. Bear with me one second. I can see if it helped you any. Or Jamie can tell you his. You want to you skip? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm going to go with page 159. And you have the same ones again. I love Ding, that ding, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. Three okay. for three on that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was really cool. That's a cool con- conceptual idea. You know, is he is that him falling apart? Is that stars behind him? Is he out in the cosmos somewhere? Is that what he sees? You know, that's just a it's a cool concept and it's a cool color. Uh. I don't yeah. know who I don't know who Gary Brown is, but he should do a side hustle of painting vans. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, well, since we'll come- we all agree, uh, my backup was page one forty-five, which looks like a completely different solar, and he looks way too young to have kids in their thirties. But I just thought that one was cool, where it looks like he's holding the planet. I just thought that was kind of a cool setup. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, I'm trying, if we were doing that, I, I I got a kick out of the uh, the Solar Comics one that looked like Action Comics number one on page uh, 
152, the Superman, the famous Superman cover. I'm like, yeah. oh, I got a kick out of it. You see how much it was? It's 399 cents. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, we're going to, we're done with the covers? Um, just making sure. Um, everybody was looking very intently at their notes, so I was just going to make sure. Uh, I'm looking still. Sorry. All right. So, uh, best characters up next, and I'm going to tell you why I said Erica. Um, she was the only person that felt like even remotely well-rounded. Um, and she wasn't. She wasn't well-rounded. She was just, you know, the best out of the bunch. And she, but she was just really entertaining. And and kind of almost felt like a natural reaction to being put in like bizarre circumstances. Like, yeah, I could see how a normal person would respond in the way she's, you know, dealing with these powers and with these circumstances she's getting tossed into. So I, I dug that. Yeah, I agree with that, too, because that's who I have is Erica. And she's the most complete character in the story and really the only character that had anything going on with them. Josh, why did you say Erica? Yeah, same thing you guys did. No, no other reasons. I mean, there's, she was the most entertaining. Anytime I was reading panels and her dialogue was up there, I was entertained, you know, the most of anybody else. So uh, There's there's potential with some of the other characters. I think Colin has potential to be like a duplicitous Lex Luthor type guy. And Preston had a few little moments. I could see him like with, with a little bit more spotlight being funny um, for the rest of the series. But it's like, once again, it's just a maxi series. If you're going to do it, you better do it. Quickly. Yeah. All right, Sam, what was your best panel? I have two. And if somebody doesn't call out my other one, I want to mention it anyways when we're done. Okay. But page 143, panel four, Solar Space when he goes nuclear. Uh, What page? Page 43. I thought you said panel. 143. Yeah, no, I think page. you did. Because I was <laughs> over there like, that's a cover. <laughs> that's, that's cheating, bro. <laughs> yeah. I got right, page forty three. What panel? Oh, uh, four. Five. Four. Panel four. Yeah. 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 Solar going Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Cyclops. Yeah. All right, that Josh. Is a real good one. It's so good, in fact, that I picked uh, a very similar panel. It's on page fourteen, panel one. It's when he's uh, losing control at the first uh, bank robbery. He's stopping. Same thing, kind of going nuclear. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one, and. Um, I'm, I, it's funny. This is a book that doesn't, you know, feature Phil prominently. It's an Erica book, but we all chose Phil panels because mine is on page 25 and it's panel four and it's solar having his full on math freak out. Yeah. And just blow it, getting blowed up. Yeah. I think that's when he got, that's a flashback to him getting his powers, right? No. Yeah. Oh, Cause yeah. he's got a lab coat and a tie on and the panel. Yeah. Above he it blows up. He blows up. Two pages past that. Yeah, you're right. That is the flashback. Blow yeah. Up. It was a solar origin story. Sort of. A little bit. <laughs> for a hot second. I got a panel. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. I'm on that wrong. Page okay. 12, page 6. I really liked that because it showed his powers in work. Page yeah. 12, very bottom. His hand and the colors and stuff. Well, I agree with you, but you picked the wrong panel. Go to the next page. The top panel there, where it shows yeah, how he turns her head into water and the bullet goes through it, and it, there's even a ripple. Well, that was pretty cool. I just liked his way his powers looked in that one better, though. Yeah. 
towards the end he's of the so split. awesome he can do math with exclamation points yeah uh, so I, I stopped looking at the math there towards the end i didn't, <laughs> I didn't bother reading the equations no more i can't make sense of him anyway he's, he's mathing yeah. at it again all right. Um, so, what was your best dialogue? Uh, I, I think we're all going to pick an Erica line. I went with an Erica flashback, uh, page forty-one. It's uh, panel one. It's when after uh, so it's the flashback when she's fighting with Colin and her dad comes in to talk to her and he says, "Erica." She says, "Colin's stupid." <laughs> he says, "Erica, you can't." She said, "His face is stupid. I'm gonna bite his nose off." <laughs> It was such a little kid thing to say. Like, I totally like she's been spunky her whole life. Like she's, yeah, it was fun. I chuckled when I read that. I'm not sure I'm gonna get little kids go straight to. I'm about his nose off though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'm not uh, quite sure how to pick it, but I'm going with the entire conversation with the little girl in the hallway at the yeah. hospital. Um. Sure. Okay, I'm gonna go with the little girl's comment. Um, so uh, she she overhears Erica saying bad language, and she says, "Uh, but you said the f word real loud." And the, Erica goes, "Uh, no, I said truck. I was I had this car thing." And then I like the with the little girl how the little girl responds to her. I'm just looking for the water fountain. You're weird. I'm not supposed to talk to weird people. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little taste. That, but that that entire encounter with that little girl was charming. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So my dialogue is towards the back. It's when she was decides to release herself from custody from the alien. She starts fighting back, and Solar shows up, and she, he's like, "He's activated the ship." And she goes, "Nice of you to show up. Where were you taking a ghost nap?" And I thought it was funny. She said, "Ghost nap." We kept calling him Ghost Dad and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just had some witty comebacks. Ghost nap. It's page uh- one oh eight. I wonder if this had come out after all of Bill Cosby's, you know, legal problems with his awful behavior, if there would have been so many ghost dad references or illusions. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering, like, I bet this read differently before all that came out. Yeah. Because it's clear they're alluding to that for, like, the four people who remember ghost dad. And three of us are on the podcast, by the way. All right. Um. Next word is best full page spread, and I am first, and I'm going to go with page 57. And close. am I close? No, that's the right answer. Uh, this is when Erica Rainbow Hadoukens the alien. <laughs> yeah. Look at her hands. She is full on doing a Hadouken. She really is. Yeah. Hadouken. And it looks cool. Yeah, yep. that's a good one. All right. oh, I have a different. Just for the record, remind me which one of you was a Ryu guy, which one of you was a Ken guy. I was like Ken. I thought nah. you were a Ken guy. Oh, uh, Ryu all the way. Yeah, I'm a Ryu guy too. I'm Ken. I like Guile too. So, anyways. No, you were a Chun Li guy. I was the Guile guy, and you always kicked my butt. Yeah, Chun Li. Anyhow. Speaking of that, I just I was reading um, Iron Fist today, and Fat Cobra showed up again. Y'all remember Fat Cobra from Iron Fist? He's yeah. the sumo guy. He's yeah. E Honda, right? He's just E Honda from Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. There's a, a lot of dots got connected in my brain. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Sam, tell us your uh, best full page spread here. Oh, so my next, uh, the the other one, page ninety seven. 
It's the two soldiers is what I wrote down my notes. I don't know what that means. Okay. I see why. Two soldiers and a bunch of aliens. Okay. Um, I'm going to clue the listeners in a little bit here. Um, part of the reason we're having trouble finding and explaining our own panels is we were ready to do this last week. And I got off work like way late and we weren't able to record on our last chance we could have recorded. And so um, we're, we're not as fresh on this as we would have been if we recorded last week. So I don't feel so bad because it feels like you two didn't go back and re- go through your notes and double check your stuff. Okay. I, I made a tactical error. I, I was like, yeah, my notes will be fine. I'll reread the book. So I completely reread the book. I, I hadn't glanced at my notes again. So I didn't do either. Yeah, it was a mistake. I, I should have done both. Right, Josh, what was your full page read? Well, Sam, oh, by the, by, by the way, Sam, that was a really good one. That was my backup. Yeah, that, that is a good one. I got a feeling, and I even cheated the wrong way because this is not technically a full page spread because there's two panels, but it's page 59. And it is Solar showing up uh, at the hospital. He's just looking super tough. They're super, I like the colors. You know, he looks like he's on fire. It's just, yeah, I. I thought that was probably the coolest solar look in the whole thing. He does math crunches. He does lots of them, apparently. Practices his equations while he's doing crunches. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I didn't, I disqualified that one because it, it is not a full page spread. I cheat so much the other way going, I used to all the time with, you know, two page spreads and stuff. I was like, oh, I'll dial it back. There is an award called Best Panel. I already did one of those, though. But you could have picked this one if it was so awesome. Anyways, what's our, what's our, <laughs> what's our episode-specific award, Jamie? All right, Sam, what is your best sci-fi superhero thing slash moment? Okay, so the superhero thing is the suit. I'm not sure how it works or how uh, kind of got this carnage venom symbiote feel to it because I jumped out of a box and just like latched onto her. I, I just like the suit. I thought it was a pretty cool, interesting idea. I'm not sure how it works. Just an interesting idea to me. It was cool. Yeah. Gosh. I'll double down with you, guy, because I even wrote the pages down. Page 74 and 75. It's when Preston tricks Erica into putting the suit on. Yeah. That's That was a cool group of panels. Yeah, you don't really... I don't know how it works. Uh, it was just really cool putting it on as some kind of containment suit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, from the cool. moment that suitcase pops open and it's that weird splurpy-looking globby stuff gets on it. looking stuff. It, it's that's what it is uh but yeah it's just yeah those two pages were real cool uh i agree but i like pages 85 through 86 and this isn't doesn't quite make sense but i like when erica learns how to use the solar power with architecture instead of math i thought that was interesting there was like a, di- a completely different way to manipulate the power oh that was cool yeah that was in a bad run of art though i couldn't pick anything from it i refused yeah. Wasn't the best. Okay, very quickly. Who's your favorite, you know, sci-fi superhero, cosmic superhero type character? I mean, Doctor uh, Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. All right, Josh, you got one. Uh, yeah, I probably go Doctor Manhattan too. Okay. Maybe because we just were talking about him and he's fresh on my brain. Um, I've got a side. This is probably a lot of nostalgia, but I have a big time soft spot for Major Victory. <laughs> Somebody's microphone is making sounds. I'm mute. Am I muted? Is it me? 
Uh, no, you weren't muted. Anyway, I'll try to fix that. Or I'll just leave it in and we can make fun of it. Um, <laughs> You're not editing that out. I might. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> we'll anyway, I, I really like Major Victory from the uh, the old, the, the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Like before, you know, Star-Lord and all those. The old guys with Martin X and Major Victory and Charlie 27. I, I really love Major Victory. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll throw one out. I'll, I'll eat some more time up. I, Silver Surfer was always a cool concept to me, too. Uh, and green, and, yeah. yeah, and the whole and the whole Green Lantern thing. I really love yeah. Green Lanterns. Yeah, I, just, I, I always got a kick of watching a dude ride a surfboard through the cosmos. Like it's just it's, it's such a bonkers. It's absurd, but it, it looks is. so cool. It, it is super cool looking. Yeah, but it's it's goofy. So yeah, give him a chrome bodysuit and a surfboard, send him off through space. Why is that awesome? Nobody knows, but it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, let's uh let's cast this thing, guys. While well, a microphone pops and hisses, it sounds like it sounds like somebody's in an arcade game in the early eighties. Yeah, Could shoot that in the beside me. What? What? Yep. Okay. Anyway, Josh, who's your Erica? We're gonna cast this thing. All right. Well, she's the most important character, and she's the most entertaining character. And I completely got her wrong, and I forgot to go back and uh, take another try at it. So <laughs> we're gonna go with my first wrong answer here. I've got Anne Hathaway. I think they're even drawing her. I, maybe that's why I got her stuck in my head. But I, she, I don't think she's the right answer for Erica. Well, and and she she has rocked that same sort of short like pixie cut for a long time. And, I, and yeah. they're drawing that here, so. She, she kind of done a little bit of edge when she was doing Catwoman in the Batman movie, so she can kind of do that. But I, I, I don't, I don't know that she's the right fit. I don't think she is. Um, yeah. So this, this the lady I, I picked doesn't um, so much look the part, but I think she's the right person for the role. I think she would nail who Erica is. I'm going Kristen Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll buy that. Yeah, no, she's definitely. About a probably a foot too short, <laughs> but, but yeah. and, and super fair skin, blonde hair, all that jazz. But, yeah, yeah. I, but the that, the kind of spunk that that Erica does, I think Kristen Bell would be good at. Yeah. And I think Sam has dropped off the call. I believe we've lost him. Should we just keep going? Sure. Well. All right, well, Sam jumps back in. Um, we will let him give his cast. All right, so uh, next up is Phil, and I've got a. It's not what you're gonna. It's not what you're expecting, but I think it's genius. I think he would be the right guy for it. Michael Keaton. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Michael Keaton's such a good actor too. Yeah. And he can do that kind of, like, jerk type guy. He can. Yeah, he's not necessarily known for it, but he can do it. Hey, Sam. Oh, when we're done. Hey, hey, when we're done, you need to take your microphone out back and shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it with a real big hammer. Put it out of its misery. Is that better? I think so. Who's your Erica? Tell us before it cra- craps out again. I had Chloe Grace Mortez or whatever her name is. Not bad. More right, for well, age. Okay, well, I said Kristen Bell and Josh said Anne Hathaway. I don't, I don't know when you 
got kicked out. But and then I on that was wrong. All right, I'm not eating any of this out. It's too funny now. I'm I'm enjoying the awkwardness. Um, I I said I said Michael Keaton for Phil. Who is your Phil? I got two people wrote down, and I ended up writing down. I'm gonna throw it out there, Brad Pitt. I ain't mad at it. I don't know that I buy him as like a full-on nerd, though. He's 57. He's the right age. You know, he can get in great shape for the suit and all that stuff. So, and he's an actor. He can just spout out equations. He don't have to be smart, but he can just say numbers and letters. I guess. And he, I mean, was he, he was really nerdy in 12 out. Monkeys. So he, he has done it. He, this is a throwback callback too. when he was a uh, meet Joe black. He does that aloof kind of otherworldly yeah. quiet reserved <laughs> stuff. Speaking of movies, only four people remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Uh, well, Sam, you missed it. Jamie went with uh, Michael Keaton and uh, I heard, yeah. I think we all kind of went in the same vein. I went with George Clooney. Yeah. I can see him having family issues. Like I will buy him being like smug. Smug, I didn't get a cool guy. vibe off of Phil though. You're guys, you're both going with cool guys. Yeah, maybe we like Solar. I don't know. We <laughs> want to see him be cool. <laughs> well, I, I did everybody by age too. I made everybody age appropriate. No time machines. How old they are right now? Yeah, they should all be work within my my cast. Uh, yeah, I, I did try to pay attention to ages too. Yeah, yeah. I actually, actually, I had a tie for Phil. I don't remember what it was now, but uh, I, but the other guy wasn't old enough to be Kristen Bell's dad. So, yeah. Well, when we get to Colin here, we'll see. Uh, I went with even actors and actresses that maybe look like they could be related. I tried to stay in that as right. well. I, actually, I did too. All right. Anyway, let's let's get to it then. Who's your Colin, Sam? I went with Nicholas Holt. That's really good. Yeah. That's real good. All right. Josh? All uh, right. I got a feeling Colin's going to turn into a real bag of tools coming up. Uh, so I wanted to see somebody that doesn't always play that, but I think has a lot of potential. Chris Pine. Oh, see him being George really Clooney's kid. I can see him putting on the facade of I'm a CEO. Call me by my first name. I'm cool. But then when he, when he goes kind of bag of tools, you, I think he'd buy it. So Chris Pine, George Clooney's son. That, that works, right? I'm not sure it does math wise, but sure anyway it's close um here's the right answer guys it's captain obvious it's right it's staring you right in the face this is josh lucas he's too old he's too old that's why i made the bag of tools reference yeah michael that's why i cast michael keaton he's old enough to be josh lucas and Kristen bell's dad really yeah i think so no maybe i'll google it later and i'll be smug next week okay (laughs) worth a google all right Anyway, now I wanted to go with Josh Lucas. That's why, like I said, I made the bag of tools reference. But. I gotta go older for Phil. Then you can make it work. Yeah, and Josh Lucas and Kristen Bell—they're both blonde. They got that going for them at least. Yeah, in the ballpark. Yeah. All right, Josh, who's your Preston? There's a right, right answer, by the way. Roll with me on this one. You may have to squint a little. Steve Buscemi. I can see him being nerdy, baby. Sidekick. <laughs> You know, kind of funny. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> okay. um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the guy who's just right for the part. He doesn't look like the way Preston's drawn at all. But I think watching Paul Giamatti interact with Kristen Bell, learning how to use her powers, feel as is you know aloof weirdo boss. I, I Paul, Paul Giamatti would just kill that. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad one. I think I, know. I, That's why I picked it. I went with Linus Roach. He's been in all kinds of stuff. You'll know him as Thomas Wayne from Batman Begins. Dude, that's a name. I didn't know that was yeah, his name. Linus Roach. That's awesome. Linus Roach. But he plays uh, Thomas Wayne in Batman Begins. He's He's been in all kinds of stuff. Wasn't he in about a thousand episodes of Law and Order? Yep. And he a DA that's on one, one of the Law and Orders. I don't know which one. I didn't realize that was the guy from Law and Order when I watched Batman yeah. Begins. Yeah. No, that's he was him. in Promzo wow. Riddick. Yeah. The, the second one. Yeah. Yeah. We're back to movies that four people have seen. <laughs> we're going to do a, week. We're gonna do a spinoff podcast <laughs> where we just talk about random movies we watched when we were younger that nobody remembers. <laughs> we have good taste in comics, bad taste in movies. <laughs> it's something, uh, I guess. All right. Uh, well, next up is Dave. And since I cast Kristen Bell's Erica, I thought, you know, Dave looks like a little bit of a stoner loser. Kristen Bell's already married to one of those. Let's go with Dax Shepard. Yep. I figured that's where he's going to go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I may not have any of the best single picks. I think I've got the best overall cast. I think I could, these people could really make this movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sam, who's your Dave? All right. So for, for my pick, I went with Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's pretty good too. It's not bad. Is he still going to do that Eastern European accent, or is he going back American? He's going back to kick butt. When did he ever do an actual Eastern European accent? It was not great. (laughs) All right, Josh, who's your Dave? Uh, He he may not be the right guy, but Dave, I got, he looked kind of, I don't want to say shabby, but it looked like you could see him like wearing a bathrobe in the middle of the day. So I wanted to go with Jake Johnson. Because no, I, I like can't. him as an actor. And I totally see him like, hey, babe, there's somebody at the door for you. Like, just being the, the boyfriend roaming 100%. around the house. Yeah. But he, he's a good actor. So if it come time for him, like, do some backstabbing or turncoating with uh, Colin, I, I think he could do that, too. And he's got lifetime cool points for being the sweet, spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, he's such a, I don't know. He's such a likable guy. Uh, I don't know. I wanted to see him in something else. Yeah. No, that 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 may be the. I still think I still think I've got the best overall cast. I think you took Dave though. I think you won that one. I'll take it. Sorry, Sam. All right, wild card. Sam, who you got? Who's left? Huh? Who's left? I, I'm I'm so curious that we pulled because there's really only about five characters. The alien that she ends up fighting on the ship at the end <laughs> gets sucked out in the space. All right. Who'd you cast? Kevin Nash. He played the Russian in the Punisher movie. Just a big, big dude to fight. Okay. So you're, so you're casting somebody in like the CGI oh, suit. Yeah. You're not casting voice. Okay. No. Just All a right. big dude in the suit. Throw punches to get sucked out of the spaceship. All right. Well, Josh, I, I'm going to skip you, okay? I'm gonna, I'm okay. Me, and Sam, me and Sam are tag teaming right now. Because I cast for that same character, but only the voice actor. I didn't cast a CGI character. So okay. I'm going to supply the voice for your body, your body double. I'm going to go Will Arnett. 
Yeah. That'd be funny. Got that deep voice. And I, I'm willing to bet when he's not trying to be funny, if he, when he tries to sound menacing, I bet he sounds full on menacing. Yeah. And I, I want to hear him do it once. All right. Yeah. Josh, you got it. I like it. So because I thought Josh Lucas was the right answer for Colin, but I thought he was too old. I wanted to put him in here somewhere. So we're casting him as the CEO of the of the other company that was buying Colin's company. I think his name was Neuro. But yeah, I'm going Josh Lucas for the other douchey CEO. Because <laughs> again, I thought he was the right answer for Colin, but he wasn't working age-wise for me. So, uh, But I, I thought he needed to be in there somewhere. I'd enjoy seeing Josh Lucas with that haircut too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would work. That was almost a mullet, wasn't it? Uh, it was kind of. It was kind of like a Wall Street mullet. Like it had the yeah. slick back Wall Street thing, but then it was like super long. Yeah, it was. A, it was a whole thing. I would love to see Josh Lucas. But I would see that. him and Chris Pine having a smug off. You know, <laughs> <laughs> thought that would be good. Uh, it's worth the price of admission. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think we're done kicking around solar. Um, okay, I've got a, I've got a, uh, I've got two reasons why I picked the next pick. And the next pick is mine. Two reasons for it. I picked Divinity, Volume One. So reason number one is it's a really fun story, and it's kind of a, um, uh, I don't know how much I want to give away, but uh, a Russian cosmonaut gets sent into space. Strange things happen in space. Then he comes home, and more strange things happen. And it's it's kind of, it's kind of like makes you think, um, and it's got some trippy stuff to it. Um, but also, the second reason I picked it is he's the stand-in for Solar in the New Valiant universe. Um, when they relaunched in 2012, they couldn't get the rights back to the Gold Key Three. They couldn't get Magnus. They couldn't get back Solar or Turok. And so they created Divinity, who is I think clearly feeling the same role Solar played in the original Valiant universe. Oh, that's cool. And then, yeah. Yeah. And I think Rai is doing, Rai, I think Rai and Bloodshot both are kind of sharing the duties of Magnus. And then recently they created Savage. I think it's kind of a Turok stand-in. And so. It is. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, uh, I think, I think it was fun to do this version of Solar and then do the, basically the new Solar in Divinity. So yeah. Next okay. week, Divinity cool. volume one, no subtitle. And it's another Matt Kent book. Oh, good Wait. deal. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, I think we're done here. So. See ya. Good night. Goodbye, Switzerland. If your tongue develops its own mouth, get worried. <laughs>